0: Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. We are reading a a a large section a uh, uh, a plot-wise oversized section. God, that was a mess. Of <laughs> The Grey Bastards. <laughs> oh, Luke, you fell into that like a hog in a deep canyon, my friend. There it is. <laughs> Just okay, rolling and rumbling. We've read through chapter seven of the Gray Bastards. Whoa, cha- through chapter twenty-seven of the Gray Bastards. I think God. I'll be taking this from here. Okay. Damn, uh, a lot has happened in these chapters, so we're going to get right into it. There's no hot takes today because shit's getting wild in the Lotlands. Right. Yeah. Okay. No. No hot takes outside of the book. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's. 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 A lot goes on in this. In this section, as I so eloquently said. Um, let me start us off with something that's not plot related. Yeah. I brought up last episode and I, that, that I wasn't sure how much of the like lingo and different sayings was real or made up for this book. Yeah. I've got a, I've got an example that I, that I love. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me read you this, this thing that Jackal says. So this little phrase. Mm Mm-hmm. Jackal was trying to catch mute crickets in the dark. He needed them to start singing. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, It's beautiful. Yeah, it's great. You're asking if that's a real phrase, like if there's somebody out in a holler in Kentucky who says that. Right. Or if that was something that Mr. Jonathan French came up with for this book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, either way, it's a a great turn of phrase. I love it. It's a great turn of phrase. Oof. You know what I'm realizing though, that like we could just make that kind of stuff up. Oh yeah, I, I need mean, to start doing that. Somebody, somebody's got to, right? I need to start doing it. All here's right. The, here's, here, here's, I'm not going to come up with one right now. I'm saying, everyone needs to start doing this. It's gonna make it's gonna make us sound interesting, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. Like for example, if uh, hmm, Jackal gets out from riding. One day, comes in, and Oates is like, "Oh man, you're dirtier than a hog in the sow house." Whoo, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Gonna be intrigued. Okay, that's that's a small thing, just to kick us off. Maybe now. that's what memes used to be. Hold on, hold on, because like you know, back in olden times when we didn't have the internet. And people had to just like talk to each other and come up with funny and interesting stuff to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's like what people did all day. was just come up with funny ways of saying stuff. Yeah. Right. Like that would kind of explain why we view that as an an, an old thing, because we don't really we don't really do that anymore because because we have memes as an outlet. Right. Because now we have memes. So like Hark, a light through yonder window breaks. It is the east. Like, ugh, gross takes too long i'd like to see uh oh i don't even know the good memes right now luke Mm-mm. maybe one of the trumpet kid you know the trumpet kid The tr- uh, <laughs> you know the- it's moving too fast for me to keep <laughs> yeah, up yeah life's just moving too fast we see this is this is our i think our point though if we bring it back around we need to get back to this simple life where we just came up with weird shit to say yeah i mean at least just add it to our repertoire mm-hmm mm-hmm Uh, Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm on board. Okay. Speaking of, speaking of people who are just like exhibiting that kind of Southern charm, that kind of down home hospitality. Can we talk about how much of a sweetheart Oates is a little bit more? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. We, we get in this section that Oates is the biggest one of everybody here Mm -hmm. and yet everybody's making fun of this stable boy from the citadel that got hit in the head with a hoof and so talks kind of weird and oats is like guys he can't help it he got hit in that he got kicked in the fucking head okay lay off the lay off the kid it's like oats you are just such a sweetie i love it yeah there's there's also later in this section I think Jekyll explains that they brought this kid to their to the kiln and Oats would like play with him nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. Oats is just like the best. <laughs> which made it which which made it so sad when I mean okay, when the betrayal happens in the middle of this section. Yeah. And like okay, so secretly I was kind of worried that Fetch would be the one to fight. Yeah, I was too. And then when it was, oh man, when it was, I was just like, Oats, no! Why? God, uh, That was tough. Oats didn't deserve that, okay? No. (sighs) I was actually, I don't know. Were you kind of surprised that Oats... Uh, For some reason, I was expecting Jackal to jump in and fight. Instead of votes. I feel like the only reason he didn't was because of the, like, rules. Mm-hmm. Right. The rules were that the two people had to nominate someone to fight for them because if they both died, then nobody would rule, right. right. So I kind of feel like Jackal just did it because he was, you know, he was trying to win. hmm and also Oats is way bigger than everybody else. <laughs> yeah, but I mean Fetch like I, she she didn't like destroy him. It was very close. Yeah, it was a very close fight, but Okay, let's since we're 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 talking about that whole thing, I have a lot of my notes are about this situation. Okay, good. Good. One is the the rules. The rules of the so fight you, or the rules of the. Hold the, on. The whole, the whole thing. Okay, gotcha. So just so you, to summarize Jackal challenged Claymaster for leadership, lost the challenge, kind of, and then they had a trial by combat that Jackal also lost. Okay. So we also hear that you can do. You can challenge the chief not just about leadership. You can challenge like a decision that he makes. Yes. Like let's say he's like. Uh for dinner tonight we're going to have roast lamb with artichoke. Yeah. And you're like, "Artichoke?" No. That's a terrible flavor combination. <laughs> then you throw the axe. Here's the thing that I think is surprising. On that challenge alone, if you lose, the 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 chief can kill you. Uh uh-huh. that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I was expecting this to be a little bit more of a democracy than it has turned out to be. Right. But, okay, okay, okay. Think about if you are one of the half-orcs who witnesses a challenge to a decision like that. Let's say it's about the artichokes with roast lamb, right? And you're kind of like, oh, I mean, I like artichokes, so I don't really want to go against my buddy Jackal for throwing that axe. But I also really like Jackal. So I would rather have this chief's decision overturned than have Jackal stand in front of the stump and get an axe through the face. Exactly. That's a good point. So I imagine it's much easier to overturn a decision that the chief makes because everyone around the table is like, I mean, I don't think it was that wrong of a decision, but I don't want to see Jackal die. So, yeah, I... I do think it's just, wild that for any decision that can happen, that's that's kind of crazy. It's a little crazy. I think that there should be there should be some some kind of ex, ex, uh, escalatory mm. little like for a small decision, for for a type three decision, he gets to you have to stand up against the wall, and he gets a tennis ball, and he can throw it at you, right? Right for a type for a type two decision. Mm-hmm. Let's see what what is He gets Maybe. to he gets to draw a tattoo on you, whatever he wants it to be. Oh snap! And then type one decision, you're getting axed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair, and I think there's got to be layers. You're saying there's got to be different levels. It can't just go from zero to a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Or like here's a here's another little system you you got to keep track of your wins and losses you know what i mean you lose you you don't really have an issue until you lose you lose 7 decisions in a year mm. and then it's like you do a performance getting, review and you're like hey chief that's 7 in one year <laughs> i don't think i don't think you're doing a great job managing all right, you're doing you're doing too much micromanaging. You're not giving your your bastard writers enough autonomy. Yeah, I mean, I think it just I think the current system just it just puts too it puts a little too much power. It's 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 more of a monarchy. Yeah, Luke. Then I was then I was expecting it to be. Do you know main why point. it is? Who set up the fucking system? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. We we learn in this section that the claymaker or claymaster set up pretty much every single one of these things like he was the leader that started all of these hog riders essentially and so of course he's going to set it up to where you can't disagree with him or otherwise you get an axe right okay but another kind of insane thing about it how come Warbler's Axe still counts? Okay, this was, this was another one of them, because that's horse apples. That is crazy. The Warbler's Axe still counts? What? As long as he's alive, Warbler's Axe counts. Why? He lost. That's not how any vote works. <laughs> yeah, this is wild, because who made this rule? <laughs> right right and i wanna i wanna hear more i wanna hear the full explanation of the rule like let's say let's say Warbler was very close mm-hmm, okay they had like twenty people in the hoof then yeah, Warbler throws his axe, he gets seven votes to the mm-hmm. chiefs thirteen. Do all seven or no is it do all seven stay in and count for the next one, or is it just warblers? It's just warblers. Because what happens is, and this is, um, this gets even crazier, Luke. Because what happened with Warbler is like identical to what happened with Jackal. Jackal threw the axe, uh, eventually lost his bid for ownership of the clan. And then what the rule is, is that the current chief gets to take your axe out and throw it at you. And with both Warbler and Jackal... Claymaster said, uh nope, I'm going to let you run. I'm going to let you run free if you want. I'm not going to pull your axe out because if I pull your axe out, I'm going to throw it back at you. So that means there are currently two axes in oh. in the stump against Claymaster's leadership because he oh, left jackals in. It's crazy. Wow. There's got to be some, there's definitely a bigger plan going on that the Claymaster has in mind. Because the the Claymaster really, really wanted Jackal to leave. Like, he really did not want to kill Jackal. Right. For some reason. Like, he claims it's because of Oates. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, because Oates, I feel like Oates would not blame him that much for killing Jackal. No, no. I feel like it's just assumed. Yeah. Like, Oats would get pissed at Fetch, probably. Like, there would be an right. issue. So, he's. So, Claymaster is risking. has Now, has two votes against him, no matter what, for the next one, just so that he can keep Jackal alive for some reason. Mm hmm. Hmm. Now, uh, Hoodwink did get sent out after Jackal by Claymaster, presumably to kill him. Okay. So, and if one of the free riders dies, then their vote doesn't count anymore. Right. So that was the only reason Warbler's vote still counted. So maybe the Claymaster was trying to get rid of him. But still, you could just throw, get rid of him that way. Like, what if you just miss, you know? Ooh, what if you missed? This, this brings me to another point. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, a, there's a, a popular thing right now. You can go. You can go make an appointment. Oh my god! Do some I axe throwing. It. Yeah, that is very big right now, and I have no I've done idea it. Why. Okay, okay, Luke, done teach it. teach me. Got a little group on. Wasn't too expensive, so I went. Yeah, it's really hard yeah. to get your axe to stick. Uh huh. I'm talking like, okay, granted, I was not practiced at this. You were a full talking member like, of the Gray Bastards. right i'm talking 10 percent for me okay i just throwing an axe and getting it stuck in there is tough like Mm -hmm. what happens if someone doesn't do it right you know is it just embarrassing they probably get kicked out yeah or is it like this dude's so shitty his vote doesn't count (laughs) no they probably kick him out right there (laughs) <laughs> They're probably like, you can't even get your axe to stick in the stump. Why did we even let you in? Maybe, ooh, you know what? Maybe mm. that's part of the test to get into the hoof. Mm. Okay, yeah, but you could still get lucky, right? It's like eight. No, you got to get like eight out of ten. Ooh. No, you got to get like. You got to get, okay, get, get ten out of ten. You can't get Okay, you got to get ten out of ten. You got to get ten out of ten and you can't try it again. No, nope. no, nope. no. No redos. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, yeah, you got to get ten out of ten or you're a slophead for life. I just can imagine. I was I was kind of expecting, uh, what's his name, the the guy that really likes fetch. Oh, Mead. Yeah, I was expecting him to jump up, throw his axe, and it just like sail wide of the target. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, in that case, though, they definitely wouldn't have countered it. They would have been like, Mead, you fucking suck. Yeah. Which, this is. I'm going kind of weird here, but could you? I feel like you could do a little, you can abstain. Mm. And that's just like throwing your axe to the side. You think that's an option? I feel like it should be, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would think so. Or just like dropping your axe, like not letting your axe go on the table or... Yeah. God, that table has got to be so fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. People are like well, slamming their axes into the table. Yeah, they don't do it very often though. Do what? Yeah, that's true. They probably don't do it very often. Okay, fair enough. Uh, this really is not a democracy. they It's painted no. as a democracy. Oh, everybody gets a vote. It's not. No, definitely not. This oh. has only happened like twice. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't know how often the disagreement has happened, but it probably doesn't happen very often either. Oh, man. Right. The Claymaster is like pretty effective dictator i'd say actually yeah definitely definitely not a democracy uh needs maybe this is maybe this is what warblers okay one one of his reasons for for coming back maybe we need to talk a little bit more though about jackal wanting to be the chief okay because so i kind of get I kind of get where Jackal and Oats are coming from. But I, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, honestly. I'm on Fetch's side, I think. Okay. Because knowing Jackal as well as I do, I think he would be terrible right now for the hoof. Because Jackal decided the Claymaster is trying to do something with this Tyne girl. And because of that, Jackal was like, he's trying to undermine the hoof. I'm going to get him out of here because he's going to destroy us all. Okay. Jackal, your evidence is based on, or your argument is based on zero evidence. None. At all. You have no idea where the elf girl came from. You have no idea what the Claymaster is even going to do with her. And... You've decided that even though you have no idea what's going on, you're the one to lead? No! Your confidence Mm -hmm. with zero knowledge is dangerous, Jackal. It's dangerous. Yeah, this is... Okay, this is 100% true. And here's the other thing. You made a deal that if there was a Betrayer Moon, you would leave. Okay, you can't be chief and leave during a Betrayer Moon. Are you kidding me? Did you forget that deal? Jackal, I think Jackal's issue is that he he's like living in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. doesn't give any doesn't give much thought to future plans or anything like that. And also just like as soon as he has he has a guess, he's like, yep, that's right. Yeah, exactly. He's so confident on a hunch. He's like 100 percent on any hunch he has. Right. And he, yeah, I, this is kind of true. Fetch is, is actually kind of right about this because he does, Jackal does a lot of stuff in the first section of this book. Like, why did he go to the sludge man? Uh, He wanted to figure out if the body was destroyed.
1: Okay. okay. Garcia.
0: And then he, so he just does that. Basically gets in a fight with the sludge Man. Boom. The Grey Bastards and the sludge Man are complete enemies now. Yep. And then brings the Time Girl. Now they're complete enemies with the elves. hmm Yeah, this is true. He's and not, he's not a good leader. And he's also not a good leader because he didn't even really start any of that shit. He was like, hey, let's go check what was going on with the sludge Man." And he and the Wizard get to the sludge man and the wizard starts a war with the sludge man and the elves and jackal's like okay we got to defend this wizard though (laughs) dude what are you doing i think fetch is so on point fetch is like Mm -hmm. why do you trust that wizard yeah i think jackal's being crazy and oats is sweet i think oats is a sweetie and is loyal but i don't think oats really is using his head here He's well he's just blinded by his loyalty mm-hmm mm-hmm, like everybody likes jackal right right, but so they're 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 a little bit blinded to his to his downfalls here's the the question that I have is how hard is it to be the chief of the gray bastards if I don't think it's that hard no, I don't think so either. I think your decisions are not difficult, probably not, okay, okay. Hold on, though, because we do learn in this section that it's way more complicated than we originally thought. So, are you looking at it from the perspective of what Jackal thought before he was outcast or afterwards? Because now we know that essentially the Claymaster is keeping two armies away from the Lotlands single handedly. Right. So, okay. Obviously, it's much more complicated, and the Claymaster is like crucial. But that's just because of who the Claymaster is. Yes, his decisions that he has to make are not that difficult. I don't know though, because I don't know what kind of decisions he's are being made behind the scenes, right? I mean, okay, true, but and judging by the fact that like nothing happens, they just ride around. Killing the occasional orc. I I don't think you're right, but like, okay. I think an essential part of Claymaster's role as chief is knowing the political position that he's in. Right. So when Jackal puts the pieces together that the Claymaster let some orcs live so they could go back and tell their their leaders that Claymaster was still alive, that was like a pretty shrewd political calculation that he did there right and so i feel like the Claymaster knows a lot more than jackal does and so if you like sure maybe the like day-to-day decisions aren't that difficult but if you put jackal in there i feel like it would fall apart super quick because jackal doesn't really know what's going on okay sure i think that's true this is kind of the situation where it's like uh this is gonna be this is gonna be a wild analogy I'm into but, it. Yeah, go. Um When you let's say you're you you want like a graphic designer mm-hmm. to make something for you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, quote you at five hundred dollars and it takes them like one day. Yeah. You're like, I'm not paying you five hundred dollars for one day of work, and they're like, well, it took me 10 years of school yeah. to do that in five. So you're yeah. paying me for the 10 years. That's what this is. No, the, right? this is exactly what it is. Yeah. Now that Claymaster has his background, his job isn't actually that hard. Like, he doesn't actually have to spend that much time and make mm-hmm. that big of decisions. But because he has his history, mm-hmm. he's much better at his job than other mm-hmm. people. would. And meanwhile, meanwhile, Jack was coming in here like, hey, I'm an influencer, so I could definitely get you some exposure <laughs> if you... Give me this for free. Jackal's was like, I have a lot of followers on Instagram. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is so true. This is so true. Um, okay. And actually, so I was careful. I was careful to say, I don't think Jackal would be a good chief yet because I do think we've seen some important character growth from Jackal recently in, in some areas. Mm hmm. I think he's starting to learn how much of an idiot he is. Yeah. And and once he's like figuring that out, then I think that's helping him a little bit to realize like, oh, maybe I shouldn't just go on every hunch that I have. I Yeah. I think that he will. I think that you're right that he will eventually be good at this kind of thing. But I don't think he's there yet. Oh, no, 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 no. Definitely not. They go to the sludge man I mean, for goes, what reason? <laughs> He goes into the castle, and he's in. He's walking in there like, this is a bad plan. Yeah. But we're doing it. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, the only reason that he gets out is luck. 100% pure luck. Otherwise, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This was... Can we just talk about how bad this plan was? Yeah, yeah, by yeah. The yeah. Way? We definitely can. <laughs> Their plan was for him to get captured. Uh-huh. And then I guess before he gets to the castle, Warbler is supposed to be like, "Hey, you guys got any work for me?" <laughs> yep. And that was going to and that was going to do it. Right. <laughs> and then what happens after that? <laughs> and then they're going to sneak across the yard after breaking him out, get into the wizard's tower, find out the information that the wizard has, and then leave with no problems. <laughs> You could have just Warbler could have done this by himself. I know, I know.
1: Terrible also, plan. Also this is why Jacko's not ready.
0: You could have waited until Warbler was in. You could have been like, "Hey Warbler, go see if they'll let you scout," and then once you're in, then I'll get caught. Here, here. This is this is. We were so right last episode that the Half Orcs just come up with plans that are way overcomplicated, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and and it gets them into trouble. It's a mess it is a mess like okay speaking of a mess there was a little detail when delia was breaking uh jackal out of prison that you may or may not have noticed but she had hid a lockpick set she had keistered a lockpick set let's say Mm -hmm. to use the Mm -hmm. technical term actually kind of a clever you know she put it in wax kind of a clever thing burnt it up um you know there's like a way that women hide lockpick sets not up there and you know it's usually they call them bobby pins and nobody really thinks them suspicious at all and like if you've ever seen a spy movie like that's how they do that's how they get them out, is they just take the bobby pin out of their hair and then pick any lock with it. So, like, I feel like Delia was trying to make this a little more complicated than she needed to. Yeah. That's definitely true. She was like, mm, I don't know if I'll even have my clothes on. I better... Well, huh, I, guess I, got, I guess I need to. You know. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone's it was a like... Quick, <laughs> it was a quick jump to that solution. Some are saying, too quick... But I don't know. Hey Dan, it know. worked. Okay? It did work and it worked out great. And maybe a bobby pin would have been suspicious. Maybe those are a rare commodity where where we are. Exactly. Okay, I'm going to bring us I'm going to I've got I've got a few notes from earlier mm, in this mm-hmm. in this section. Mm. <laughs> One part is so we Obviously, we're getting the perspective of the gray bastards, so we're rooting for the gray bastards. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> there's a when, when Jackal goes in to, to be the guard over Starling, mm-hmm. who's, the, who's the elf lady, mm-hmm. he has this thing where he's like fantasizing about like raping her and all that kind of stuff and he's like yeah i'm a gray bastard and i want to be chief that's what i should be doing are they is that if that's if that's oh. the desired behavior uh-huh i think we're i think we're cheering for the baddies i think i i also agree i think we're cheering for the baddies i think we need to be rooting for everyone except for the gray bastards i don't know though luke because maybe maybe this is the kind of this is the kind of atmosphere Jackal's trying to go against. You know? Cuz he's ashamed of it, right? Maybe this mm. is the kind of this is the kind of thing that he's getting into power to prevent from happening. He's trying to change okay. things, you know. He's trying to start a revolution among you know, and because he's also kind of upset when he has to kill those humans. Yeah. And it seems like nobody else cares. And so Jackal seems to have like a conscience about murder and rape where not a lot of other, not a lot of other people do. Right. It's like Jackal is kind of low in the, in the HR department of like Uber or something like that. Uh-huh. And he's like, guys, we need to do better than this. But he's not in a position to actually change anything. Right. So he's just kind of stuck. And then he's like, okay. maybe I do need to be like that to move up in the company? No. No, I can't do that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, definitely so, okay, under so the we're... current leadership, things are not good. We, I mean, mm-hmm. we heard what Hoodwink was sent off to go do with the Tyne girl, and that's not good. Not great. <laughs> no! It's not good at all. So So... So we're, we're, we don't like the Grey Bastards current, current leadership, but but great potential. Oh, unlimited upward potential, basically. Because they're starting pretty low. Pretty low. Nowhere to go but up. Mm. And that's what, and that's what Warbler's here for.
1: Mm.
0: That's why he cares. That's why he cares so much about reforming the Grey Bastards. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, one 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 more early thing. We talked a little bit about why the slop heads so rarely get in to become an actual full-fledged member of the Great Bastards. Yeah. In in last episode. And there were some competing theories. One was like they just suck. One was like that the actual the voting members are trying to keep it keep it small. I think we have more evidence for this for the for the latter that Mm -hmm. the actual members do not want to add more people. And that is this scene where our three amigos are at the top. Oats comes up with the food, has this is like ridiculing this one. This one slop head gets him to do pushups for him. He gets them to do 60 in a row. Which completely negates the idea that slop heads are scrubs. Yeah. Because 60 push-ups? That's a lot of push-ups, my man. That's incredible. Although, okay, 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 hold on. Because these are half-orcs, and we've already been told that they're pretty strong. Okay. So maybe that's, like, pretty expected. But I'll also say 60 push-ups. It sounded like it happened very quickly, too. Mm-hmm. it sounded like it was like get on the ground get me 60 and then they just were like they counted to like 20 and he was like okay you're good right because if they were if they if it was not happening if it was happening at a normal speed uh-huh like let's say let's say i know a really strong guy he can do he can do 60 push-ups in a row it takes like a minute Hmm. it's pretty quick but that's still, like, if Oates is ridiculing this guy for a minute while he's doing push-ups, holding all the food... Yeah. I feel, I feel like everyone's like, dude, Oates, just fucking stop. Exactly, Give me the food. exactly. Jackal's like, hey, but I'm hungry, come on. This has got to be 20 seconds or less. Right, right. Because 20 seconds itself is a long time for, for Oates to be doing this. I know. I know. Therefore, Luke and Dan do the math, the slop head does 60 push-ups... Under 20 seconds. This guy's ripped. Get him in the bastards. He needs him. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Well, we also find out that if Jackal won, he was going to immediately propose two names to get in the bastards to solidify his position. Mm -hmm. So it seems like maybe Claymaster is kind of preventing more people coming in because he's concerned about his position being eroded. Mm -hmm. Like he's got a, there's a delicate balance that he's working with right now. As we saw, he almost got overturned as chief. So he, he's like concerned that letting any of the slop heads in could jeopardize his position. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's definitely true. But also I think they just love hazing slop heads. (laughs) They do. They do. They love it so much. Okay, you mentioned Warbler, and I want to come back to that a little bit. Because this is where I think Jackal is still incredibly immature. He has no idea what any of these people actually want. So, okay, let's let's pretend like Warbler knows what the Claymaster wants to do. And so they actually do know what the Claymaster wants to do, which is take his plague up north and kill everybody and get vengeance. What does Warbler want to do? Like, what's Warbler's plan? Because the reason why nobody's just killing the Half Orcs in the Lotlands is because the Claymaster has the plague. That's the barricade, that is the thing stopping anybody from coming in and just destroying them. So what's Warbler's plan to just, like, keep everyone from getting murdered? Right. Because it's, yeah, it's not sustainable without the Claymaster. Mm-hmm. But, like, Jackal decides Warbler's the person to go with. Warbler. Oh, yeah. Warbler, your plan is way better than the Claymaster's. That's going to keep us alive longer. What is Warbler's plan? I don't... I, that's that's something that I've also been a little bit confused with, because they're also like, yeah, we've got to, we've got to get Claymester out of there. Mm-hmm. But their their reasoning is like he's just been making some bad decisions that I don't agree with. I don't. That's not. I don't think that's good enough. No, that can't be good enough. It's like, yeah, but he's also the sole reason why an army of orcs doesn't come through, and rape and murder everyone in here. Yeah, I mean, I just think I. I think they're not they're thinking within the bounds of the system a little bit too much. Yes. Yes, definitely. They're not coming up with any creative ideas for what to do with themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Which is why, Luke. I'm excited to get some elf action going on. Because I think I think the elves are the solution to this problem. Mm hmm. Because first off, Luke, elves are immune to the plague. Okay, good point. So the elves could have, you know, maybe they, I don't know, figure out a way to get the plague on there, like with them, and then they can be the barricade, right? Or Mm -hmm. then the elves get way more power and stop being enslaved by the humans up north. Would also be cool. It also seems like the elves and the half-orcs would make a great natural alliance Mm-hmm. because they're both immune to the plague both immune to the plague and both kind of want the same thing mm-hmm. which is to like not be slaves which would be cool and i feel like they kind of just they're both of them uh, we haven't seen the elf perspective yet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but both of the the elves and the half orcs are kind of okay with the status quo right which Does seems that seem right crazy yeah it seems kind of crazy mm-hmm so it seems like they should be it seems like they should be teaming up to I know. I know. I know. And I feel like I feel like it's going to happen because now we've got Starling coming back in the picture at the very end of these chapters. We have got Starling coming back in the picture. And so I'm I'm feeling a little alliance action going on. I'm feeling a mm-hmm. little like, "Hey, we've got mutual enemies. Let's team up. Let's get them." Yeah. And The half-orcs don't have that many sorcerers. The elves have a ton of sorcerers. Ooh, Get me some Tyne hog riding action. I'm still... (laughs) Well, the Tynes have their, like, stags, so they don't need the hogs. Maybe they do a little swap. I think it's... I mean, I think it's about time for the elves to stop being so acting so superior yeah get on a hog ride get around on for one day and love it and you'll love you're will gonna i mean you know i i think that they've got to be there have got to be some elves that have been like i really want to ride one of those guys they see one of the hogs going across the the dirty plane and they're like that looks so fun <laughs> it's like i've been i've been driving this this like Really nice Honda Civic for a while now. It's a very practical vehicle. I can put a lot on their antlers. I can fit a lot on the on the rack up there. I want a Jeep. No, Luke, I want a Harley. I want to feel that hog. Oh, you think Hog is more of a Harley, okay. I honestly this whole time I'm imagining these as like motorcycle gangs, yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. And I imagine there's just some there's some times who are looking across the plane at these guys riding around on their hogs like that looks like they're having fun they, it does it's got to look so fun to them it's like unpretentious fun and their hogs are just like squealing and making a whole bunch of racket and sure the neighborhood hates it i've, I've already talked about this actually in a previous there's, episode <laughs> yeah there's got to be some young elves with like <laughs> little posters of jackal in their room because jackal's because jackal's he is the attractive hot. one yeah he's the hot one <laughs> And he's very. He seems very cool. Gotta be, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta be idolized for the for the goth uh, teenager. Yeah, the elves. rebellious the rebellious times <laughs> are idolizing this half orc cog rider. Gotta be. Gotta be. I think that's okay. definitely true. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that I think is is kind of funny is we had a lot of questions. We talked a lot about how the orcs could not have won the war mm-hmm. and how well how they at uh, half orcs basically won the war yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> i love how everything gets answered by the plague thing <laughs> i know i know which like it's great job jonathan you yeah you figured it out that was it that was i feel i mean this is you know this is this is why we do it in thirds because we <laughs> so want to we, we can look like idiots <laughs> oh man okay yeah real quick because i want to jump into the orcs a little bit that scene when warbler is describing how they created the plague i got some chills from that scene mm-hmm. when, when he's standing among the cages and it's just like rows and rows of cages beyond Sight, Like, you can't even see how many cages there are. And then we talk to the wizard and find out there was, like, more than 500 every time that they would put in the cages. That sounds... That's so bad. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it was a bit of a chilling scene. I'll Mm. give you that. Mm. I just, like... That scene... That scene stuck with me. That was, a Mm -hmm. Down in the depths of this... Long-forgotten mine. Oof. And and that, like, Warbler had not seen the sun until they actually rebelled. Yeah. Tough. Oh, that's bad. That's a bad life. Okay, let's leave that behind, just like Warbler. Hopefully we'll do someday. And we're getting more orc propaganda, and I hate it. Ooh, okay. We talked well, last the, episode the about how the orcs were too dumb to build ships and how that's got to be insane. Like, of course the orcs can figure out somehow to build ships. There's some way to build a simple boat. Okay? Whether it's enslaving people or just buying them. Okay? But we also now are supposed to believe that they don't know how to fix a wall because uh, Jackal and Warbler go through this ruin it this ruined city that was taken over by orcs and they're talking about how the orcs are too stupid to build walls so they just piled rubble in the holes that they had created in this this ruin okay even if it is true that all they did was pile rubble in the holes it sounds like they rebuilt the wall <laughs> like they're in the middle of a war they don't have time to call the engineers up and construct a beautiful, perfect wall around this city. They don't even probably really care that much. They've got a goal. They've got a, a higher goal, right? They're trying to go up north where the lands are like, mm, green grass, sweet water, beautiful skies. Okay, they've got dreams. They're not waiting here in this destroyed city. Right. And And yeah. so we're supposed to believe they're too stupid to fix these walls. That's... Okay, come on. It's a, and there's there's some there's some contradictory propaganda going on as well because when they're when they're talking about like fighting the orcs, the orcs are very smart. Mm-hmm. One of them sneaks in to the kiln, like through the patrols, kills one of the half orcs, kills Roundeth, and I'm assuming that his goal was to try and kill Claymaster. Now that we know Claymaster's importance. Yeah. That's like a smart strategy. That took some brains. Yeah. We also... I can't... I mean... Yeah. I'm wondering... I'm wondering how much is propaganda. Mm. Like, do the... I don't know. Do Do the orcs actually... Are they actually, like, decent at building... Or like have potential to be good at building ships but the hisbarthans always like do stuff to prevent them and then just say that they're too dumb i think that might be the case i think it might be that maybe the orcs don't do these things but but i think it's probably just because they have other priorities and not because they're too dumb right i feel like the too dumb is just a way of making them seem like animals, and so it's fine to just murder them whenever they come around, because they're too dumb to do anything, right? But I feel like it's just—it's just other stuff going on, mm-hmm. right? We need to get—we need to get the orcs' perspective on stuff. Now, I, I, okay, I will say, it sounds like Warbler went into the orc lands at one point. Now, yeah. I, I don't know if this is, if it was exactly the Orclands or if he's talking about somewhere else entirely, but there was a conversation that Jackal and Warbler had that made it, that made it sound like he went into the orc zone and it sounded like he didn't love it. <laughs> so maybe, maybe they are just like killing animals, like killing machines, but I don't think so. I don't think that can't be true. They also they yeah. have sorcerers, right? They have magic. They do, but it's like blood magic, <laughs> I guess. But like, they also have religion, right? Right. So yeah, the the I think the the orcs are still a bit of a mystery. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. That I'm that I'm pretty intrigued by. Um, yeah. I don't know hopefully we'll see hopefully we'll see something from them i'm just I'm just sick of the propaganda and I want to get their perspective you know yeah, totally totally um <laughs> I will say why this might be kind of controversial, but why does Warbler care so much about the hoof ooh like, i mean, i get i get that he's he idolizes Claymaster, hmm and they basically started it together and but you've been out of the hoof for like 20 years yeah i think it was 15 but yeah i think you need to like <laughs> let it go man let it go man she's it's just, just like, not into you it's just it's just something you did with like 20 guys once It's just a thing that you got hazed into with 20 guys. Stop wearing your letters. You're 45. Okay? (laughs) They had to kick you out because you would not graduate. Okay? Stop it. No, you don't have to pay dues anymore. Okay? Get out. (laughs) Stop coming back for homecoming. We don't want to see you. Like, you and all the free riders could do stuff together. Mm, But there's just no bond there, Luke. There's no bond they're thinking they see this is the issue they're not this is why none of them are leaders Mm. none of them none of them are thinking outside of the bounds of the system they're like there there are nine hoofs Mm. you can't change anything about that you're saying they may have left their shackles behind but they're still slaves in their minds luke that's what you're saying deep dan it's deep i think that's true Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I get why Jackal's into it, because he's got buddies that are still there. But Warbler definitely doesn't. Right. I think maybe Warbler just really likes the Claymaster. You know? Yeah. So even though he's trying to overthrow him, he respects him a lot. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. know. (laughs) Okay, last thing that I have is something that's pretty interesting. All... Essentially, all books that I read. Ooh, okay. That has, this is, yeah, this is, this is wide sweeping. When there's like revenge, mm-hmm. something, re, something revenge related, it's always the person wanting to get revenge learns this lesson that it wasn't worth it and they don't feel any better. This book, mm-hmm. Warbler gets revenge on the wizard and he's like, that was so great. <laughs> that was. Absolutely phenomenal, I think. I think it felt better this time than it would have all those years ago. Just absolutely incredible. Love revenge. <laughs> ten out of ten. I think, every, I think, would everyone, should, would I think everyone should. be able to get revenge. I'm now. I'm now on the Claymaster's side because he needs to get revenge. I'm for it. <laughs> right. Then he, I like seeing that. I like seeing that. Cause, cause I'm tired. I'm tired of the. I'm tired of revenge being, being poo pooed in other books. Uh huh, uh huh. I mean, okay. I feel like it has to go with the with the atrocity, though, right? Like, Warbler gets revenge on this guy who murdered hundreds, maybe thousands of half orcs in the most brutal way possible and didn't care at all and was still trying to kill him and was like looking down on him the whole time. Like I get it there. Like there I'm kind of like warbler. Yeah, that probably feels pretty good. But like, I don't know. In some books it's, it's like, Oh, you killed my dad because you were fighting and you happened to kill him because you were fighting. I'm going to get revenge on you. It's like, yeah, I kind of get it, but, like, that's not that bad, guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I okay, yes, but I also feel like in a lot of other books were this scenario to be, to happen, mm-hmm. it would still be like, yeah, but it wasn't It wasn't worth it. I should have let go of my revenge long ago, uh, and this is different. Yeah, but see, none of them ever go through with it. None of them ever get that high after actually getting their revenge. Warbler just Warbler just went through with it, and he's riding that revenge high right now. And if they had just, so you, if they just gone through so you, with it, they would have been singing a different tune, my friend. So you're saying they made they make the wrong decision by not going through with it? Exactly. If they had if they had tried it, if they had just like dipped their toes in a little bit, they would have been like, "Oh, forget that. I'm going to do this revenge thing. This is great." <laughs> okay. Yeah. Also, you know, maybe it's gonna come back to bite him. Maybe, yeah. So. Yeah, maybe they be like, we could have used that wizard. <laughs> that old something. old decrepit wizard. That old that, smelly <laughs> Sack <skinny>. of Bones. <laughs> yes, we could have used him. Yeah. Who knows? I I just thought it was I thought it was nice. I mean Nice is probably not the right word, but I thought it was it was a fresh breath of air mm. that torture and revenge is actually a good thing. Wow, Luke. That's uh you know this this book actually may have may have provided us with with kind of a you know a hot take on revenge, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to do some research. Maybe act maybe kind of a dumb nerd.